Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good morning. Hello? Oh, yes, here I am. I, I, always, <laughs> I, I always forget that I mute myself because I keep on doing things while I wait for you and I don't want the cold noise in the recording. <laughs> oh. That's what happens. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm okay, thanks. How are you? I'm doing really well, actually. Really well, yes. We're heading to the beach these weekends. So I'm very excited. Oh, wow. Where, where, which beach? Well, we're probably going to be close to you. I think we're going to be, we're going to be at in Hampton, uh, Hampton Falls, and then somebody recommended Plum, Plum Island Beach. Oh, yes, Plum Island. I was actually born on Plum Island. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, that is so cool. It's beautiful. Yeah. If you go to the um, National Forest part of that, it's just stunning. It's really wonderful. Okay, great. And is it is it very far from uh, Hampton Falls? Probably a little bit. Um, let me look. A little bit, but I mean, rel- let's see. No, don't worry about it. No, no, no. I'll, I'll do it. Don't, don't do that. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think it's worth it because we're going. You know, we're we're now actually. Very close. Uh, we spend the night at uh, where are we? Tewksbury or something like that, and uh, then we're heading to an Airbnb this afternoon. So, oh, be, cool. Uh, yes. This yeah. Okay. Was, so it's just it's just north of Seabrook. So it's probably about thirty-five minutes to Plum Island. Okay. But if that's the nicest beach around there, right? Because they yeah, all the, yeah, yeah. It's Newburyport nice, too, or is there a different one? Oh, yes. Yeah, you'll love Newburyport. Okay. You'll love it. I grew up there till I was five, and my mom's family comes from there, and my mom is buried in Newburyport. Oh. So wow. my people are from there, and um, it's, it's very, you will love it, and Plum Island is beautiful. But go out to the National Seaforce, um, the sea, the National I mean, any part is nice, but the national park is really nice. You have to go a little bit farther. Um, and if you get there early, that would be best because the parking fills up. Right, yeah. 
Yeah, that's what I was noticing, that it's really worth worth doing, uh, going there early, which, of course, we'll see. We'll see with Stefan. He's not an early kind of person. <laughs> but maybe. Uh, what do you mean by early? Early is what? Early. I don't know. Before 10 or 11? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That we could do. Yeah, that would be good. Great. Dave, another thing that I wanted to mention is that I was just looking because I went, you know, I was going, you know, through my accounting and whatnot. And I think this is our third session. Yeah. I don't think I don't think you paid for this one because the last payment I got from you was from May 26. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. No, no, not at all. No, it happens. You know, no, not a problem. I just wanted to, you know, check because I was like going through everything and I just noticed. So. And uh, I did do a little supervision with Stefan about you because I was like, okay, what was his take on it? And I found that something that I thought was really cool that um, you've been um, wanting to move for quite a like that's something that you even work with him about. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious, what is is it the security of this job that is keeping you? Is it your brother? Is it maybe what you just mentioned that everybody is from there? Like your mom, do you feel closer to you know by staying or? Um. Well, I'm. A couple things. One is that I can't move until I can truly be virtual at at my main job, right. um, which is Bullhorn, and I I'm not. I'm moving towards it, but I'm not there yet. Um, and I can't let go of that job until I have, like, a lot of other regular clients and I feel financially secure. Um, yeah. which, so I'm moving towards that. I talked to my own coach about that last week. And, um, you know, I'm moving towards that, but... Um, I'm not there yet. I, I can't do it until I can truly be virtual. Yeah, yeah. Of course. No, that makes sense. And uh, unless you were able to, have you talked, you haven't talked with your boss at all about it. You're, you're, is, is there some fear there? Because I totally understand, you know? I mean, security yeah. is huge. So there, there is fear because he keeps telling me that, you know, in order for anyone to succeed in this company, you have to be in the Boston office. You know, he's like, this is this is a Boston-centric office. But what I wanted to do was sort of create my schedule so that I'm essentially, like I work with some people remotely. I work with one person in London and one person in St. Louis and, you know, maybe oh, one person in Miami and maybe five people in Boston. So almost half of the people I'm working with are virtual anyway. So right. I sort of wanted to, like, get to the point where... I'm kind of, I've found a solution. Like, I've, mm. so I can go to him and I can say, Art, this is what I'd like to do. And it, it's already, you know, this is how it's already working. And, um, but right now, he's my anchor, you know. But it, it could change because we might sell the business in six months and then I may or may not be safe. You know, like whenever mm. private equity ownership changes, they sometimes come in and, and rearrange our org chart. So, Right. Um, I don't know how secure I am, but um, would I be more, you know, for now I need it because I don't have the other clients, but I need to start working on building those other clients, Yeah, which I've been doing because I'm starting to write articles and um, 
but I could I could talk to Art. I don't know. What is your thinking on it? My thinking is that it would be very important to tap on all the fears and to really to release any concern that you have, because what I have noticed is that when when fears are present, you, we don't realize how much our energy is holding onto instead of allowing the flow. So that's from from my place. That's what I see. That it's like, you know. Because at one point, when, uh, when you wanted to, you know, a couple more weeks to go back to work, you you mentioned that he was actually okay with you working more remotely. Well, he was okay. Um, he and I had a remote work relationship for three years, basically, or two years. Um, and so he's used to it. And he also said that he was okay with people coming mm-hmm. to my apartment, so being out of the office. Um, right. But not, um, I don't know. I don't, I, I, it could be that I have these, actually four of my, half of my, I have a fourth one in Chicago. So four of my clients, and now one of them is going to move to LA. So that will be five out of eight clients at Bullhorn will be remote. So I Mm -hmm. could do it. I absolutely could do it. I could I could broach it. So five out of eight are remote right now. Will be in yeah. very shortly. Shortly, yeah. Beginning in mm-hmm. September, Carrie's moving to LA, and um, I've got one in London, one in St. Louis, one in Miami, and three or four in Boston. But the ones I know in Boston, I know really well. So it's not like they need me to see them right. every week. You know, we, we we can work remotely. All right, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time for me to say something. To you know, to start like yeah. I mean, have you ever have you ever with the three people that are at the office? Have you ever actually worked remotely for one reason or another? They travel. Oh, definitely. Travel. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. so they're com- it's not like they're like people that are you know there's certain people that if you don't work in person they're just gonna do it. But the other question that I have is. Because it sounds like there's something about, I don't know if it's your the, your boss or who it is that has some sort of attachment to you being in the office, or is there something of that? And you know, do you sense that it would be important, or how does how do you? Um, I mean, he has said that in order for you know, we are a Boston-centric office, and you just need to be in Boston in order to. Um, it's where it's where all the um, all the senior leaders are, and it's where everything, all the decisions are made. But I'm not on the SLT anymore, so I could absolutely do it. Yeah. Well, the other thing is that no matter where you lived, I mean, if you were in New Hampshire, Massachusetts, and you know, even Vermont, you could actually travel once a, once a week. Uh, and be there for meetings or whatever it might be. Yeah, I could. I could come in once a week or once every two weeks. Right. Yeah. It just I, I didn't know. It just really raised that. I was like, oh, really? Like, you know, Stefan mentioned that for quite a while you've been thinking of moving. And, uh, and we did mention, I, I'm curious if your partner is not living in Boston it's wherever you you are, or wherever you're meant to be moving to, and 
sometimes I think that there's been a couple of things recently, personally, and I was actually talking with my coach, and she was talking about how sometimes we 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 tend to be a little stubborn, like we you know we hear a no, and we just kind of stay like kind of still trying, you know, still trying, and it just really resonated in a big way. So I actually terminated that relationship, <laughs> not a relationship, but I was a president of a of a chapter, a local chapter here. And Tuesday I said, you know what, this is really not working for me. So I just, um, I quit. Wow. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, because it's really, I'm like, okay, so what, what, if I don't, see, that time was taking away from something that I truly wanted. So I'm curious if there's a similar thing happening for you as well. But well, my a friend of mine came to stay for five days, and she's like, "This is such a beautiful place. Why don't you just stay? Like, you're always moving and thinking about the next thing, and and um, and there's a little bit of truth to that. Um, although I have been in Brookline for, let's see, I was in Brookline for five years, and I've been back in Boston since 2009, so it's been seven years. I think. Right, seven years. Yeah. So that's not always moving, actually. That's. But maybe that's her. Maybe that's her sense because you know there's people that are a lot more homebodies and so. But it, it, the important thing is that what does it resonate with you, and what fears, what concerns are present that that um, that are keeping you from choosing freely. You know, making a you know an informed choice and a and a, uh, a solid and clear and clear choice. That's all. And yeah. Did you have something else you wanted to work on today, or is this a, 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 a good place to be? That's a good place to be, but I do want to mention one other thing, which is that um, recently I have been feeling some guilt from the abundance in my life. Um, mm. And, like, feeling guilty with regard to the abundance in my life um, relative to my au pair and some of the, you know, like setting up my, my home I've been, buying stuff, you know, and she probably thinks I'm super wealthy, and I'm not, but there's part of me that doesn't want to be seen that way, you know, Yeah. and then okay. a little bit of guilt relative to my brother, because, like, I gave him $100 gift certificate to this nice sushi place for him and his friends to go um, out, and, and for, his birth, for my birthday, they gave me a $35 gift certificate to get my nails done. Um, and so I think there's a big differential between their their financial well-being and my financial well-being, and I feel I feel a little awkward about that, and I feel a little awkward about the difference between my, I mean, as you know, uncomfortable about the difference between my sister and myself. Although she has, had, there's a lot of good news in that department. Um, but the the important thing is that I'm feeling. I think there's I'm creating a limit to my attracting abundance. Like, I've attracted a lot of abundance. Last year was an unbelievable year. And this year is going to be a solid year, too. Um, But out of some feeling of loyalty to my working class origins or feeling guilty about having more than other people in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and is it... Well, let's let's see where is this connected with because it's like it makes it makes a lot of sense that and it's definitely something that is going to block you. It's going to block yeah. you from having more and from you know from just really enjoying it. All all kinds of, can bring all kinds of things. 
Okay, so let's uh, try to correct. So maybe that's even related to, I mean, it's kind of related to the move because I can't quite move until my practice is at where I have six clients that I'm, you know, working with for X amount a year and, um, right. you know, so, and that's going, that I have one client, two, maybe two clients who are in that category and then, and then Bullhorn. So I, I need to shift my practice, but in order to do that, I need to be okay with accepting more abundance. Yes. Yes. And feeling more comfortable with things that's coming, coming to you, right? And yeah, that's exactly. That you're, yeah, that Safe, you're that really deserve. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so even though I feel guilty. Even though I feel guilty. Because close people to me don't have the same level of wealth than I do. Because close people to me don't have the same level of wealth that I have. And it makes me feel guilty. And what else is bringing up? Is it, are you concerned of their judgment or? It's creating distance, right? Because they feel, mm-hmm. I think it creates shame in those people. Like they're not, like I'm too good for them or not that they think that, but that I think that. Or yeah. it just creates distance in relationships. You know, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, it's just. It, yeah, and I feel the distance that it creates from just being a little different, right? Yeah, I feel the distance it creates from being a little different. Take a deep breath. Out, out. I truly honor the level of abundance I have. I truly honor the level of abundance I already have. And I'm really... I'm really proud of my concerns for the people I love. And I'm really proud of the concerns I have for the people I love. Even though at times I feel really guilty for being so abundant. Even though at times I feel really guilty for being so abundant. And how it affects my connection with the people around me. And how it affects my connection with the people around me. Take a breath. Yeah. I honor all of my feelings. I honor all of my feelings. Especially my desire to have healthy and loving connections. Especially my desire to have healthy and loving connections. Yeah. So tapping through the points, I really feel guilty sometimes. I really feel guilty sometimes. Because my family has not been able to reach any level of abundance. Because my my family has been able to reach only very limited levels of abundance. Yeah. And a couple of members of my family even struggle constantly with, with money. Yeah. And a couple members of my family struggle constantly with money. To the point where their security or their minimal needs are in question. To the point where their basic survival and their minimal needs are in question. And that really affects me. And that really upsets me. And sometimes I feel guilty. And sometimes I feel guilty. And there's a part of me that feels like some, I need to rescue them. And there's a part of me that feels like I need to rescue them. 
But in some way, it's my job to provide for them. But in some way, it's my job <laughs> to provide for them. And it makes me feel terrible when this money creates distance. It makes me feel terrible when this money creates distance. All these abundance. All this abundance. Making a wedge in my relationships. Making a wedge in my relationships. And really creating distance and judgment. And really creating distance and judgment. And making and the other thing that I feel fear is that it makes people feel bad about themselves. Mm, so in a like, way, your abundance is bringing shame to them. Yes, exactly. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really don't like that me being abundant makes them feel bad about themselves. I really don't like that me being abundant makes them feel bad about themselves. Ah. It says it's shaming to them. It's shaming to them. And somehow it makes me feel responsible. And somehow it makes me feel responsible. It makes me feel guilty that I have this money. It makes me feel guilty that I have this money. I've, I haven't always had it. I haven't always had it. And I really have worked really hard for it. And I've really worked really hard for it. I have applied myself since I was a young girl. I've applied myself since I was a young girl. And I was determined to really do good. And I was determined to really do good. And help others in the process. And help others in the process. Because the truth is that my, the job that I do helps the people that I'm working with. The truth is that the job I do helps people I'm working with. I wish that I could have helped my family in the same way. I wish I could have helped my family in the same way. But honestly, I feel limited in that, in that arena, in that area. But I honestly feel limited in that arena. I don't know how to actually... I, I feel like I tried so much with my father and my sister. I feel like I tried so much with my father and my sister and even my brother. Yeah. And in my heart is real and really... What would be? Is it frustrated? Is it sad? Is it a combination? It's sort of like... It makes me feel like I don't belong anywhere. Like, where am I? Where's my tribe? It makes me yeah. feel like I, I don't belong yeah. with them. Who do I belong with? You know, yeah. I don't have. Yeah. 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 In, yeah. Exactly. In a way, me really doing being abundant means that I have lost my tribe. Being abundant means that I have lost my tribe, and I don't know where I belong, and I don't know where I belong. And that feeling is really pulling at my survival instincts. And that feeling is really pulling on my survival instincts. That's really true. That's oh, so God. interesting. It's sort of yeah. like um, I have a survival, I have a thriving instinct towards abundance yeah. and wealth, but then there's a counter instinct to stay connected to my tribe. So it's like they're at battle, they're at war. Well, pulling me in opposite directions. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Because well, what happens is that I've always tried to do more, and I, you know, I really enjoy the life that I have created. Right? Yes. I um, 
I like to earn money, and I really enjoy the life that I have created. And I feel very proud that my effort is paying in abundance. And I feel proud that my efforts and my energy are paying in abundance and that I have that. I, I know that I attract, I attract abundance. Yeah. That is yeah. something I said about my essence and my nature. Yeah, and in my heart and soul, I know that I deserve it. In my heart and my soul, I know that I deserve it. Because this is the energy that I'm resonating with. Because this is the energy I'm resonating with. But now my nervous system. But now my nervous system. My reptilian brain that is all about survival. My reptilian brain that's all about survival. Has been really turned on with being a mother. Uh, Has been really turned on by becoming a mother. Yeah. And that part of my brain is all about tribe and survival. And that part of, of my brain is all about tribe and survival. Because, a thousand, you know, several thousand years ago, a mother along with her baby would not survive. Mm, wow, that's so true. Because yeah. several, even several hundred years ago, a mother alone with her baby would not survive. Right. It is not okay to be tribeless. It's not okay to be tribeless. I cannot just let go. It makes me feel really separate. I can't let go. It just makes me feel really separate. It's triggering my survival mechanism. It's triggering my survival mechanism. At a very primitive and primal level. At a very primitive and primal level. I really need to belong. I really need to belong. And Even that's though I really, I kind of don't. I mean, I'm trying to, but I really don't. Like my brother and I, we don't fit. No, and it's absolutely true. But that is something that see, this is where this is where we are. Okay, so so if you, I, I want you to connect with these, and you know, you resonate. But it's like there's a there's a conflict. Okay, so I want you to get in touch with as you keep on tapping. You can close your eyes and get in touch with your solar plexus, and not as yeah. how it. How does it feel there? How is that area? It's very alive. It's very vital. Um, very present, right? So very, very present. Yeah. It's um, and there's a little, little nervousness in it. Yes. Yes. So this is your identity. This is your third chakra. This is you. This is your soul. Your essence. Your you know, you, it's right here. Now, there's a, there's a different pool, right? Because at this time, the lower chakras, your first and second chakras, are all about survival, security, tribe, making sure that you're connected and you belong. And that is not a, is not con, is not a conscious. The first and second chakras yeah. have no consciousness. Yeah. You can have awareness, but no consciousness. Now, when you come up to your heart... Your, you know, your fifth chakra, your sixth chakra, that's all about your being aware, very clear that, yeah, in reality, you don't truly belong to this family. You were born into it. It gave you challenges to really grow and develop all the amazing strengths and qualities that you, were, you needed for this lifetime. But it doesn't mean that, you know, you know, you feel in your heart that this is not truly your tribe. You don't belong to this family in that. In That's this way. true. That's true. 
But then what we're dealing with when it comes with the, the guilt about abundance and the moving is shit. First and second chakras, they hold on a minute. You know, am I going to be able to survive without my tribe? I mean, my tribe is kind of it's kind of here. My brother is here. Like you said, you know, your mom was born a few miles from you. It's like you are living in the area of your tribe. That's the least yeah. you can do. Yeah. But your roots are saying, wait a minute, we cannot just pick up and go. Now you have a, a baby to take care of. Mm. You know, you're not just putting up, putting on a backpack and leaving. You have a child. Right. So you take a deep breath and just... Ah. What if your true tribe, your heart and soul tribe, is waiting for you and have been waiting for you? Yeah. Do I say that? You want me to repeat that? Well, yes, yeah. What if, yeah. What if my real tribe is not here and it's somewhere else and they're waiting for me? They're waiting yeah. for us. Right. What if these, these fears and these primitive connections are holding me back? What if these fears and my primitive connections are holding me back? What if the level of abundance that I've created is actually my ticket to my new life? What if the level of abundance that I created is a ticket to my new life? What if I am just a model to my family? What if I am just a model to my family? And not necessarily someone that needs to rescue them. But not necessarily someone who needs to rescue them. What if we are in different paths? What if we are on different paths? And this is the moment where our our journeys just separate a little further. And this is a moment where our journeys separate a little further. Yeah. What if I actually can belong to a tribe where I feel truly connected? What if I actually can belong to a tribe where I feel truly connected? What if my partner is waiting for me there as well? What if my partner is waiting for me is there as well? I've known for quite a while that I wanted to move. I've known for quite a while that I want to move. And now with Searsha, I really question if it would be better to raise her in a different place. And now with Searsha, I question if it would better be better to raise her in a different place. What if I didn't have the fear? What if I didn't have the fear? What if I have twice the courage that I have already? What if I had twice the courage that I have already? That's a good one. But if you say, if I have twice the courage, I would... If I had twice the courage, I would sell this condo and move into a slightly less expensive home somewhere else and create um, or attract this new business uh, model that I've got going, that I have, that I'm envisioning. Yeah. Yeah. So again, what if, if I had twice the courage, what else would you do? (sighs) 
something international. I would, I would do, I would somehow re-engage that part of me that's international and maybe, you know, really focus on, I would be taking more um, assertive action steps to building this, this, um, a different kind of practice, you know, and, and that would include getting in touch with some of my old clients from, you know, all over the world and asking, asking for work. Yeah. I would, I would just be really working my network. And is there any fear about regarding doing that? Well, you already sent the payment. When did you do that? Say that again? What? Did you send the payment already? How did you do that? Yeah, I sent the payment. Wow, thank you. I was multitasking in the first few minutes. <laughs> okay. Um, Does it feel like if you sit with that, right, being more contacting your international clients so um, to let them know that you have space to uh, or and time to serve them, Um you were to even reach out you you groups of people that may may you know that you could serve um, and and thinking about moving you know like selling your condo and moving um What is the question? And it's interesting. No, this is really good. I want you to notice how you said, so did something happen that distracted you? You got a little blank. It's yeah, totally cool. I kind of went a little blank. I, I sort of, I was sort of imagining, you know, Stockbridge, Massachusetts, uh, Great, Great Barrington, Massachusetts, and and then I sort of lost my way in the in the tra- stream of thinking, the train of thought, the line of yeah. yeah. No, that's thread. good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was just curious because sometimes when you're when you are stepping up and your courage is coming up, that's when sometimes we feel the pull from the lower chakras. But for you, it was more like daydreaming. So it was uh, yeah, I was just curious about that. Um, yeah, how does how do you feel about like if you say okay, if you stayed uh, as you talk, if you stayed, um, I'm going to sell my condo and I'm going to purchase a home in in a different area. I'm going to sell my condo and purchase a home in a different area. How does that feel? What happens in your body? That feels you? really scary. It feels, it feels mm-hmm. scary. It feels yeah. very scary. Like, I don't okay. know where yet. I don't know if it's going to be Western Mass. Maybe it's Amherst Mass. Maybe it's Great Barrington. Maybe it's Portland, Maine. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's because I don't have people in those places. One other option is... Um, Hyattsville, Maryland, where my friend Julia lives, but that wouldn't work right now because I I would have to fly up to Boston once a you know, it's right. too far from Boston, so I can't do that yet. Maybe someday, right. but um, I I want to move where I, there I have someone where I have some people. Yeah, yeah. Well, you have us here if you if that's you, you know. It's, but I know I know what you, exactly what you mean, but it's like. So you, that's, that's a very important thing. So it's scary because it feels like picking up and going to a place that you don't know anybody. Yeah, where I, I don't know too many people. Like I have one person in Great Barrington. I have a couple people out in the NoHo area. I have a couple people up in Maine. But it's, it's tenuous, right? It's, it's a small. Yeah. But you know what? 
I um, I just created a community for myself here, like within a month. I created a whole new mom's group, <laughs> and I'm capable of doing that. No, of course need, you are. It's like I don't need to have a massive network already. I'm actually able, I can be a magnet of people. Yeah. And to create my own community. So I just need to decide. I need to visit these places and decide yeah. where, like, with my, with my lower chakras and my, from my heart down, I need to decide where I belong. Yeah. And my mid and lower chakras, like, is it, is it Great Barrington? And, you know, it's so funny because I went to boarding school in western Connecticut, uh, northwestern Connecticut, and I have a really, really strong heart pull to that area, northwestern Connecticut, Great Barrington. And then I also have a really strong feeling about NoHo and Amherst in that area. And then, you know, also a really lovely feeling about Portland. So mm-hmm. I just need to visit these places and decide. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's like, it's, it's, you know, it's interesting because this is how is Kirsha doing with driving these days? She's a little bit better, but not great. So um, she's up to 45 minutes. But if I bring my au pair or if, if right. I do it with Rudy or someone or another friend, then, um, or if I take the bus and then if there's like, like a zip car out in NoHo, I could, you know, drive around locally. Right, um, right. But it's take a bus to bring. Yeah, you could bring someone and take some time. That's, that would be my biggest recommendation. How does it feel if in the next month or two you just put in your agenda that you're going to be, you know, exploring these three different areas and just really taking time to be present, you know, like maybe for half an hour or so, you know, whoever you come with, mm-hmm. um, you know, stays with, with Searsha uh, while she takes a nap or whatnot, and you just, Allow yourself to be in the place. Yeah. When I hit, I have to tell you, I was, I was, we searched, okay, with my first husband, we searched. We, we didn't know if it was going to be Portsmouth, if it was going to be Burlington, and then yeah. somebody invited us to Northampton. We got to Northampton, and we were like, wow, this is it. Yeah. I mean, there was not even a question in our minds. It was like, we felt like we, we got home. Okay, we're home. That's it. That is, that is so beautiful. That is such a wonderful thing. Yeah. Yeah. And our home is pretty messy, but I will talk with Stefan if you wanted to stay with us. I would be happy to. I don't know how comfortable <laughs> you would be, though, but I would love oh, to see you and have you. Thank yeah. you. Our oh, home is always so a little messy. That's part of that. That's I okay. You. Yeah. It's, it's part of yeah. Creative yeah. type, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's just like that's how we, that, you know, there's always some things that are, you know, out of place or whatever. But, you know, it's, it's, it's life. We, we enjoy ourselves. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I would love, you know, and I'm, I'm curious, Zev, uh, how much could you sell your condo for? 450000 I think. That's what I had it assessed, and that's what they said. Okay. Because with that, you can really get a very nice place in the Northampton area. Uh, I bet that, well, no, North Connecticut maybe a little bit more, but depending on the area. Uh, so, yeah, you can actually definitely get a nice home wherever you go, pretty much. Well, I'm thinking that what I could do is get a, buy a place for less than that and have a smaller monthly payment. Yeah, absolutely. You can also. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So if I yeah. 
if I let's say I sell this for four fifty and I buy something for three hundred, I think I could get something. Northampton's very very expensive, so I yeah. you know. Um, yeah. I, I think Amherst might be a little less. I've been seeing some things in Amherst for a little less money. Um, oh really? In Amherst, yeah, really cute little like cute, you know, and um, like a bungalow or you know two or three bedrooms and. Um, you know, I realized that my it would be a real disruption to my au pair's life, and I don't know what that would mean for her, you know, because she has a boyfriend in a community here. Um, but you know, she on most days she doesn't she doesn't see them, um, so she could just come back here for the weekends, right. you know. But it right. it would it could be disruptive. I mean, it could really be. I might have to find a whole new care situation. Yeah. Which would be tough, but not not as tough as the first time, you know. Yeah, and you know, it's like I, that's a, that's a plea that I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna invite in this moment. Are you still tapping? Yeah, wonderful. Because I'm gonna invite in this moment to just this is this is what is up to you. It's up to you to just right now. The first step is to just go and explore and really yeah. connect with wherever you're going. Yeah, and. Allow the rest to just fall as it may and flow as it needs to flow. You know, you're like absolutely right. You're right. You're right. Because you have no idea. You know, you have no idea what you know how she may take it and what may happen. So there is because of your upbringing and everything. It's like it makes a lot of sense that you want to, you know, make sure that everything is under control and everything is figured out. But just take one step at a time. You're right. You're right. Oh, good oh. yawn. Yeah. yeah. You're ab- no, you're right. You're really right. There's really nothing keeping me here. Maybe just some sadness about Mark, you know, my relationship with him and how it just has not panned out how I was wishing since we were, I was little. And it's a little yeah. hard to let go of that. That's very sad. Yeah. But, you know, it could be that the relationship improves if I move away. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, you know, and there's also, is it possible that you may have less expectations of how to yeah. go with him and yeah. who he is, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, he he is who he is, and you love him, and he loves you, and sometimes distance actually can, can be a good thing. I agree. I totally agree with that, and I need to, and I've, yep, I, you're right. This is really helpful, Lauda. <laughs> I'm really glad you brought this up. I'm really, really glad. It feels it feels good. Well, because I, I've been thinking, you know, more and more of your, your situation, and I was realizing that, you know, as we continue both tapping, is that there's more here. And I'm, I just, you know, we were also, Stefan just brought it up, you know, how we, we, we were in the same area. I mean, if you think about it, we were in Northampton, both of us, for... I don't know, 15, 17 years until we met. And I had to deal with a marriage that was not working. I had to let go of that. And I had to, I really had a very tough relationship right before him. And he did too. That both prepare us for us to be together. So sometimes, you know, timing is always perfect, even though we may not realize it. But at times it does mean for us to take courage to do something. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And you know, the, Rudy came over last night, and um, and we had a really, really nice time. And 
I don't know. I like. I kind of wish there were. I wish there were chemistry. He's taking Sersha and me to Newport at the end of August. Um, uh-huh. And I'm still sort of considering him. I'm not considering Sonal anymore, and um, so he's out. And I'm not considering Warren anymore. He's out. And Christian, unless you know, he makes some sort of a sort of move. I'm definitely not considering him right now. And yeah. so Rudy, there's not a lot of chemistry, but there's it's such a great friendship, and he's so attractive. Mm. I don't know, I don't know. And he's a bad kisser though. Like he does the way he kisses is like he just puts his lips out in a pucker, but he doesn't actually make a pucker sound. Like he just <laughs> he kisses like a baby. Like he just puts his mouth out. But there's no. It's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that he could be trained? <laughs> I don't know. He's 50 years old. He's probably been doing it that way for 50 years, you know? Well, yeah, but guess what? That doesn't mean if nobody has ever said anything to him that he doesn't know or that it doesn't work for you, you know? Yeah. I mean, Stefan is a very good kisser, but when there's a particular way that I really like kissing that I have to actually invite him for, you know, because otherwise yeah. he just goes into what is his mode. Um it's interesting. I, I, I'm curious if you actually were to spend, you know, how it goes in that weekend. Yeah. I know, uh, because it, it was, you know, he's so good with Sarah. I'm going to send you a photo. Yes, yes. Because um, I took some photos of Did him he, and Sarah. He, 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 he has his own children, right? Yeah, they're in their, um, they're in their early 20s. Uh-huh. But it's yeah, it's uh, and he's still super like devoted and adoring of you. Is that true? Yeah, he is. He's very patient. <laughs> That's wonderful. So it's he's kind of weird. <laughs> well, because you're not used to the men in your life have always been either abusive or mean and predictable, not reliable. So Rudy is kind of like an odd bird in all of that area. Yeah, it's true. It's like so, it's it's like you're dealing with a different species here. <laughs> it's like, this is weird. Yeah. But tell me what, uh, what would it take for you to to feel like, you know what, maybe, what, what would it be like? You know, I, it, I guess I would have to get my head around like the diff, the, are different emotional ranges. Like I'm very emotive. I can go very deep and very sad or incredibly mm. joyful and ecstatic. And I, I can, I'm very agile emotionally. And, right. um, and he has a narrower range and I would have to think differently about that. I would have to think, um, I don't know. I would have to think about it differently. As opposed yeah. to that's incompatible, I would have to think about that is just different and there is a way to be compatible. Well, the other thing, you know, Stefan and I are very, very different and very, very, and more like you, very dynamic. And he's very mellow. I have to ask him. He's also very deep. Like it's, I know what you're talking about. He's uh, like Rudy doesn't go as deep. Um, yeah. 
So I'm curious what, what would happen because he sticks around. He's not going anywhere, it seems like. That's right. And it's been years. I mean, he's been at it for years. <laughs> he's like, I can I can be your friend. I'd like to be your lover. But Aww. I can be your friend. And, you know, that's cool. Whatever you want. And he's just right there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he seems very sweet. Yeah, he's like incredibly he's also, sweet. He's, how old is he? 50. Oh. Yeah, Do you so see the pictures? Yes, yes, I'm looking at it. First of all, she's adorable. It's hard not to look at her. I she's know. Just, oh she's amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. she's so sweet. Thank you. Yeah. She is just something else. She's just incredible. I think he could be trained. <laughs> That's my thought. Okay. <laughs> For whatever it's worth. I mean, it's like, um, well, what I see in him is someone that is, He's open. He's um, he he connects. He's really interested in connecting. The thing is that yeah. he may be scared about something. And another thing that I see that I, I I imagine that you really value too is that he seems to really take care of himself. Yes. You know he's uh, absolutely. He's, so that is that is a very important thing for for you because it's not someone that is you know overweight or in any way. He seems to be really. Oh, yeah. oh, I love the photo of uh, what Tiersha is looking out and smiling uh, in yeah. the ear. Oh, God, that is amazing. She's the sweetest. <laughs> oh, my God. She is just absolutely unbelievable. Oh. See, that's, just... thing, that's another thing that Stefan was saying, that, you know, to remember when the times where you actually felt like, you know, being a mom... It was like it was not going to work and it was not going to work. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Oh, my God. It was like eight years of that. And then yeah. finally, click, boom, it worked. And yeah. um, here you are. Look at that. Oh. Did you so see funny. that recent one, the one I just sent with a hat? Uh, let's see. <laughs> the, hat, the hat one hasn't arrived yet. I just see oh, it. Okay. Really, really. Oh, there he is. <laughs> yeah, these one. <laughs> so, she's the best. Oh. She's incredible. She seems to have a really amazing, amazing disposition, right? Yes, she does. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, you're doing things right, so who knows? Who knows? Is there anything else about Rudy that you're like, eh? Or is it more, is it just the, the, the chemistry with him? It's the, it's those two things, the chemistry and the emotional range. Otherwise, he's the perfect person. I mean, he's the best yeah. person I've ever met, like the best man. Yeah. Well, there's one, I guess, one other thing is that he has a lot of female friends. And he also, like, goes around and he, he spends a lot of time socializing and partying. But he's not like an alcoholic partier or a drug partier, but, like, but I guess it's good. You know, he's always out at parties and... He's really, in a way, engaged in the world in an interesting way. And um, hmm. he's probably more of an extrovert than I am. I'm kind of an introvert. Right. So it would be fun to go to these parties with him, but I get tired of them after a certain amount of time, you know. Right. Um, and is that, he, do that just for fun or because of friends? Or is he's work-related? Part it's work and part it's, it's friends, and he's just kind of a social guy. Right. And how about work and moving? Because isn't he in like in New York? 
he's in Brooklyn, but his, uh, you know, he could move soon or he could um, end up in, if he gets the CEO position in three years at, at National Grid, he could move up here to near Waltham because that's where their headquarters are. Um, and But if he doesn't get the CEO position, he'll get a CEO role somewhere so he could move in a few years. But right now he lives in Brooklyn. Yeah. Brooklyn, New York or Brooklyn, yeah. Boston? Yeah. Brooklyn, New York. Hmm. But he's up here all the time, almost every week, every other week. He's up in Waltham. Right. Yeah, because Garrett, he comes to visit you quite often, right? Um, he does. He we see each other at least once a month. Yeah. And it could be more. He's like, I can come up there, you know, as much as I can just decide that I'm spending more time up there. If there's something going on between us, it would be he would spend more time up there. Well, you know no what problem. I reckon? I, okay, so if, again, if you had twice the courage, could you just say, you know what, I'm going to give Rudy... Like, I'm going to tell him to come as much as he can, and I'm just going to be open to that possibility and training him and saying exactly what I need and how I want and these, and if he kisses me or, you know, being able to talk about whatever's in your heart and things like that. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But just give it your all instead of, like, you know, being tentative or, you know, waiting and seeing. Because I think it has come a time that you have to, like, like, ask for what you need to in the universe. Really be a little bit assertive about it. Go for it. And if it doesn't pan out, then you know it's a no and you move in a different direction. Yeah, the last time he started spending time up here, I started to feel like it was a burden because um, it was effortful and, you know, it was a time when Saoirse, her sleep, like, I don't really, we're co-sleeping, so... It's right. hard to socialize in the evening when she and I go to, go to bed at, like, 9, you know? Right. Um, and, but I guess if I, now that I have the au pair, maybe she can, I can do things a little differently. Right. Right, because then you can have a date and you can go out with him and, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, that, that could be a possibility. I'm just curious. What it would be like for you to just, you know, decide that you're going full in and giving it a try for a couple of months, and and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Yeah. Okay. Just an idea. Okay. I'm just thinking how how would I? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> There's there's um there's sort of resistance to it. There's like I'm kind of resistant to it. Okay. Okay. So just pay attention to that and see see where that you know maybe maybe you know I, I have somebody in five minutes. But what I would recommend is that maybe you can just um, tap and say you know I don't want him to come. I don't want him to give. A, I want to give him a try. I, I I don't think that I don't think it's worth it. I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to whatever it is that comes up. But I think there is a lot to the fact that he's just a completely different man. Like you, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. You're right. You're right. He's so different than Jim. He's so different than um, 
He's a strong character, he, but he's not like a dynamo, you know. He's not like sort of a, you know, a flashy, charismatic, you know. He's not like a Jim Maddie. Right, right. But, but he's you a don't strong like, person. You don't, like the, you don't like the drama of Jim Maddie either. I don't. <laughs> so that's very important. Well, I don't like I don't like how un- Jim Maddie wasn't really into me. That's what I didn't like about Jim. Yeah. So, um, and yeah. the unavailability of him. So, but the uh, all right. Well, you have to go. So, um, yeah. Let's hopefully let's connect next week and we'll we'll move forward with the, that piece. Okay. Perfect. Thanks. Okay. 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 Thank you. Bye-bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.